0: In an area of space known as the Courtyard, the Federation ship moves across the stars patrolling the borders between three civilizations. Its mission? Maintain peace and to remain ever watchful in endless vigilance. (sighs) 381.182
1: Again No, again Uh, Bloody hell Sir, is something wrong? Nothing's wrong, and I can get up without help. Understood, sir. Class, that's enough for today. We're not done yet. Respectfully, sir, yes we are. Fine. Sir, now that we are alone, are you sure nothing is wrong? What makes you think something's wrong? Well... It's the worst I've seen you spar, sir. Everyone has an off day, Lieutenant. Normally, I would agree. But your ability was not hindered because you were having an off day. It was hindered because you were sparring in anger. <sighs> that obvious? You forgot three weeks of training in one session. Really? I was that bad? Considering you spent more time on your ass this session than all of the others combined. <laughs> I won't argue,
0: considering how sore it is right now. If I didn't know better, I'd say you were spending too much time with Nikolai. And you're right. I have
1: been a little... distracted. No, sir. Not distracted. Angry.
0: Yes. Angry. Sometimes I just hate
1: the burdens of command. I assume you do not agree with the Commodore's order.
0: That's the thing. I do agree. He's right. And in his position, I would have made the same call. It's just that I hate the whole situation. The crew and I were looking forward to first contact, but it appears the Klingons may have interfered with the Vitesians' maiden flight, and we have to keep it unofficial. Worse yet, I understood and agree with what Hawthorne was saying earlier, but the burden of command prevents
1: me from saying so. Sir, if you have time... Would you allow me to show you a couple of techniques that you could use to control anger and to channel that energy in an attack if the need arises? Would it help me spend less time on my ass? It should. Okay. And thank you, Max. You're welcome, sir.
2: computer personal log Current <sighs> what happened to the Vitisians was unacceptable what should have been an historic event in their species history was taken away it was taken away taken away by greed by deception and by a species that's supposed to be our ally Why is everyone ignoring what the Klingons did? Drilling on an uninhabited moon in intergalactic space is one thing. But purposefully sabotaging a warp flight simply so that they can keep mining? Who the hell do they think they are? I'd like to know what the hell the High Council is going to do about this. Well, but who am I kidding? A Klingon's gonna do what a Klingon's gonna do. And us? (laughs) First contact parameters not met? any species of sufficiently advanced nature with the capacity to understand they are not the only ones in the universe can qualify. Having a method of interstellar travel is simply the method Starfleet chooses to use. And they would have succeeded. I could have been planet-side, staring up at the sky, relishing in my first, first contact. Instead, instead, we're headed back to the station with empty hands. Maybe it's best, though. But who am I kidding? It'd be the captain who would have violated all policies and taken himself planet side when I'm clearly the most qualified. <sighs> but you know what gets me the most? The smug look and lack of any emotion on Quinn's face about it all. And ordering us to falsify reports? Never. In my entire career have I falsified any of my reports! Okay, That one time, but that wasn't really... Anyway, I'm not talking about that. If the order hadn't to come from the Commodore, I'd be filing an official objection. But who am I kidding? It'd probably be tossed aside anyway. (sighs) Some days I wish I was back at Starfleet Command's JAG office. Things were so much simpler there, until... until her. Computer and personal log. Damn it, I'm out. Where's that other bottle?
3: Commander, is everything all right?
4: I'm hungry and Mitch is late, as usual.
3: I just heard that he's still down in Shuttle Bay 2 sparring with Lieutenant Max.
4: That's it. I'm done waiting.
3: May I join you, sir?
4: Sure. As long as you drop that sir crap. We're not on duty.
3: How about I grab us something to eat?
4: Okay. As long as there's more meat than green stuff on the plate.
3: (laughs) Don't worry. Trust me. Steak and potatoes for you, cabbage soup for me, and two mugs of ale.
4: No greens. Perfect. You obviously spent time working as a waitress. Uh,
3: yeah, for a short time. A very short time.
4: <laughs> what happened?
3: I was fired after I broke a patron's hand for slapping my ass.
4: So... <laughs> I'll have to remember that.
3: Why? Are you thinking of slapping my ass too? <coughs> what?
4: <coughs> no. <coughs> not what I meant.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. By the way, thank you for the other night.
4: For what? For drinking my Andorian ale? Oh, and by the way, you owe me a bottle.
3: You know, Nikolai, you can be such an ass for a human.
4: Why, thank you. And for a blue-skinned vixen, you're not half bad yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Secure room. Play Ladybug, star date 2371.218.
6: Hey, Dad.
5: That would be Rear Admiral Quinn to you, Lieutenant.
6: Ooh, my bad. Yeah. Hey, Rear Admiral Dad, how's mom?
5: Your mother's good. She's still trying to find things to keep herself busy, though.
6: Still having trouble adjusting to retirement? You know, Dad, if you were to retire, maybe she would have an easier time of it.
5: You just made lieutenant, and you already have your sights on my job?
6: Weren't you the one who said, you'll never know your true potential without setting goals?
5: I'm pretty sure I didn't sound like that.
6: (laughs) So, how's Mitch and Nico? Are my brothers staying out of trouble?
5: Hmm. Define trouble.
6: (laughs) Have either of them been arrested, caused a riot, or burned anything to the ground?
5: No, not yet.
6: So pretty much the same since the last time we spoke, staying out all night and chasing girls.
5: Yeah, pretty much.
6: Need me to talk to them?
5: No, it's alright. Mitch would just ignore you, and Nikolai wouldn't hear a word you were saying because, well, you know. So, how's it going out there?
6: We'll place the last of the transwarp detection beacons tomorrow, which will complete the sector of the Courtyard. It'll take a couple of days to confirm the beacons are functioning as intended. Then we'll move on to our next designated sector.
5: Excellent. This should give us the edge we need if the Borg return.
6: Regarding the other, you were right. They're definitely interested in our presence in this sector. Problems? No, but they're not concerned about being covert. Do you know why? My contact told me that the Syndicate Leader is making a show of force by letting us see them.
5: Interesting. Any luck with learning the leader's identity?
6: No, not yet. But my contact confirms that she's getting closer. They have a very small inner circle and it will take time to gain access.
5: Excellent work. Keep me informed.
6: Yes, sir. Tell Mom I said hi. I will. By the way, are you sure you don't want to consider retirement? I think i see a few gray hairs since the last time we spoke.
5: I'll have you know that if I have any new gray hairs... They're a direct result of my kids, and that includes you.
6: Ouch! Okay, gotta go. Please tell Mr. Nico I will call them soon. I will. Ladybug out.
0: <sighs> Toasted ham and cheese sandwich with... Computer... Lay that last. Enter.
7: Good evening, sir. I hope I'm not interrupting.
0: Good evening, Loria. You're not interrupting. Please have a seat. What can I do for you?
7: Sir, are you all right?
0: I will be. In time.
7: I heard from one of the crew that you spent extra time in class with Lieutenant Max.
0: You heard right, and I found it very therapeutic. So, what brings you by?
7: I just wanted to thank you for talking to Tila.
0: You're welcome. I was glad to help.
7: I'm not sure what you said to her, but when she returned to our quarters, she apologized and thanked me for being there for her. I'm glad. Sir, if you don't mind me saying, your commanding style is unlike others I've encountered before, or heard of, for that matter.
0: Is that good or bad?
7: Definitely good, sir. You tend to be more personable with the crew than one would expect from a commanding officer. And I'm not the only one who feels that way.
0: Apparently, I take after my father. He thought of his crew as his extended family.
7: I'm sorry for mentioning it, sir.
0: Why are you sorry?
7: For a moment, sir, I felt a strong wave of emotion. I wasn't trying to pry.
0: That's quite all right, Loria. You did nothing wrong.
7: Thank you, sir. I've taken up enough of your time. If you'd like, we could head down to sickbay, and I'd be happy to use a dermal regenerator to help with your... pain.
0: (laughs) Thank you, but that won't be necessary. I think I'll use the pain as a reminder of what not to do next time. Good night, Lariah.
7: (laughs) Good night, sir.
0: Toasted ham and cheese... Never mind, computer. Hello, Mother. This is unexpected. How are you? By the way, I'm sorry for cutting you off in the ready room yesterday.
4: You damn well better be. I don't worry about it. I knew something was wrong the moment I arrived.
0: Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to passing along the Commodore's
4: orders. And how we reacted didn't help.
0: Honestly, I expected it. I can't say I didn't feel the same way.
4: Listen, Mitch, yeah, it sucked. No one's gonna lie about that. We all wanted to see first contact, but, you know, we understood. Well, maybe except for Hawthorne. You know, Nikolai, you might want to cut him some slack. I'll cut him some slack as soon as he lightens up. Come on, Mitch, that guy's wound way too tight. He's way too serious.
0: Yeah, I know.
4: By the way, how'd combat training go last night? Uh, so you heard? Oh, yeah, I couldn't help but notice. Do you want me to get you a cushion to sit on?
0: Ah, uh, funny guy. So, I heard you didn't waste any time filling my chair at the dining table.
4: Can you blame me? I was hungry, and you never showed. It's not like I planned it. You just happened to come by and thank me.
0: Thank you. For what?
4: Oh. For being a good listener.
0: You know, that's how it usually starts. Soon you might find yourself in a situation that you were not expecting.
4: Really? You don't think I already know that? If you remember, that's how I came to be wearing this damn uniform.
0: Oh, ha ha. By the way, Mom contacted me last night.
4: Really? Is everything alright?
0: Everything's fine. She wanted to talk to me about an upcoming ceremony at the station.
4: What ceremony? And how does that involve you?
0: Apparently, Vice Admiral Hebert is expected to arrive and award Commodore Williamson with a medal, and Mom has asked to have the Quinn family present for the ceremony because Dad will be unable to attend.
4: I'm sorry, Mitch, but I don't understand. What am I missing?
0: Commodore Williamson and Dad are close friends and apparently serve together.
4: Really? I didn't know that.
0: Neither did I. So I did a little checking. Apparently, the two have known each other since the Academy. He served aboard the Montgomery as lieutenant commander when Dad was the commander. When Dad became the Montgomery's new captain, he made Williamson his XO. He was Dad's XO, pretty much until my dad was appointed rear admiral and posted at Starfleet command.
4: Wow, that's incredible. I guess you're going to attend.
0: Yes, we are.
4: We? Not gonna happen. No, 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 no. You know how much I hate being in the same room as the brass.
0: (laughs) Sorry, buddy, but if I'm going, then so are you. Besides, Mom insisted that you be there, considering your family, too. Now, if you are serious about not attending, you can call Mom and tell her.
4: Oh, not a chance. Ah, damn it. Guess I have to find my dress uniform.
0: (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs)
8: Nukne do Seeing you pleases me.
9: Seeing you is pleasing as well, all. Is there anything new I should know from the High Council?
8: Nothing has changed regarding the Romulans. Several members of the High Council are still persistent in wanting to deal with only Empress Donatra.
9: Why can't the others see the benefit? Regardless, any progress regarding the boot spike it could prove to be invaluable knowing who it came from
8: when martok brought it to the council's attention no one confessed to ownership or knowledge of who the boots bike may belong but an investigation is under way.
9: why does that not surprise me you will of course continue your own investigation discreetly of course that is good
8: i have other news your candidacy for the ambassadorship role at Cure station has been received and accepted by the chancellor however as i suspected it was not taken well by all members of the high council and as such another name has been put forth
9: i am not surprised who is the other candidate
8: toral of house jurass has put one of his own candidates forward and they have challenged the council's acceptance of your candidacy
9: again I am not surprised.
8: House Jurass has even named a champion.
9: And who would this be?
8: Captain Jack Morvie.
9: I am aware of him.
8: If you accept the challenge, you will have to find a chardiche. You are not seriously considering accepting, are you?
9: <sighs> Latol, as adjutant to the High Council... Please inform them that I accept the challenge and will name Achadich.
8: You are aware of what the results of this combat could be? I am. Then choose wisely, my friend. Kapla! Kronos, out.
4: May my
9: enemies run from me, indeed.
3: Computer, display level 1 diagnostic results for the environmental support system. Good
10: morning, Yale. How are you?
3: Now display the level 1 diagnostic results of the antimatter reaction injectors. (sighs) Morning, Lynn. I'm fine.
10: Are you okay? Yeah. (sighs) Come on, Yale. Out with it.
3: It's nothing, really.
10: And I don't believe you because... It's just... Let me guess, running level one diagnostics isn't as exciting as rebuilding a cooling injector.
3: I felt so alive while we were investigating why the ship exploded, and now... Uh, now I'm back to this.
10: I know, I know. I, I, I know where you're coming from, and you know what? I can't say I didn't have fun as well. Listen, you, you were stellar. Your discovery of the replicated injector was nothing less than brilliant, but I dunno. I mean, maybe we just need to appreciate things the, the way they are. Just, you know, kinda normal.
7: You're sweet. And I guess you're right.
10: Yeah. Yeah, I probably am. Hey, by the way, I never had the uh the, the, the chance to um to tell you how you looked the other night in in the in the dress. I mean the the whole the whole get up was great. I mean the makeup, the dress, everything at the the surprise party for Tila, but I mean like you really kind of nailed the uh, the the fashion the look it was it was really uh you
3: thank you, but it was just a dress, Lynn and frankly, I still don't understand why they wanted me to get it
10: why, who wanted you to get it?
3: Uh, Lariah and Jera when we went shopping,
10: so they took you dress shopping.
3: It was apparently Jera's mission to make me look
10: nice uh, I mean <laughs> I even mean, if you have to ask me, you always look sorry,
3: Lynn, would you do me a favor and check the deuterium injector i'm getting a mixed reading here and I want to make sure it isn't anything needing more attention
10: uh, but I you i I just you know what Dale you know, sometimes you oh, never mind
3: what's the matter with him
4: you really don't know do you sorry sir you honestly don't know what's bothering the ensign no sir it's because he has the hots for you
3: Excuse me, sir? He has... what?
4: The Ensign is interested in you, and you're the only one who doesn't see it.
3: No, that can't be.
4: Wow, I hope you're better at reading diagnostic results than you aren't reading people. The Ensign commented on how beautiful you looked in your dress for a reason, and it went right over your head. Are you sure? Oh, trust me. I know a thing or two about these things.
11: (laughs) Computer, initiate sensor cloak. Establish encrypted subspace communication connection, and begin encrypted data upload.
7: Authenticate. Nikita. Authentication confirmed.
3: Sensor cloak operational. Data upload commencing.
11: Establish encrypted audio link.
3: Link established.
11: Report Nikita. You should be receiving the latest data upload as we speak. The man is still a fool. Excellent. And yes, he is. But he's is still a fool we need. Understood. I am assuming the transfer papers will go through with no issue. They are already on their way. What about him? I have successfully obtained multiple visuals. Excellent. Has he shown any signs of... relapse? Preliminary recon is inconclusive. I will need more time. Very well. At your discretion, you are authorized to make contact. Understood. And the Romulan? Of no consequence. Understood. Question. The complaint report. You don't want it sent? No. It doesn't matter now. You have your orders. Carry them out. Understood. Nikita out. Hmm.
12: Honored members of the Imperial Senate, Bill four hundred sixty eight has been read and motion to proceed with the voting has been carried out by Senators Taurus and Tahora. By right of the Senate, you may all cast your vote. Bill four sixty eight passed. The bill will be installed into the Register of Law in due process. Know that I, Proconsul Latant, with the authority given by our generous Praetor Ura and by consent of the Senate, hereby declare that the following law is now in effect. During this time of political unrest, any Romulan citizen who speaks out in favor of Romulan unification, or to anyone who does not report any violations of this law, will be considered an enemy of the state and is subject to the penalties awarded for acts of treason. Worthy Senators, while voting for or against any bill before you is your right as members of the Senate, may I remind you the very foundations of our existence are being threatened by the treasonous members of Dinatra and her fleets, as well as those sympathetic to her cause. For those of you deluded enough to vote against this bill, take note there is now an act of treason. Members of the Senate, that concludes our formal business of the day. Are there any final remarks? Is there any new business before I consider a motion to close?
13: Pro-council and honored members of the Senate, may I have the floor?
12: The floor recognizes Senator Loran Tafaran, you may speak.
13: Pro-council. As many of you are already aware, with the recent installation of a full ambassador to Cure Station, I have returned to Romulus.
12: Yes, Senator. We are aware of this. Did you have a point to make? Yes, Pro-Council.
13: As the Senate is aware, in regard to our current civil state, the Federation has made numerous attempts to broker further conversation with the Romulan Empire. However... In the past two years, only one Federation vessel has been to Romulus, and these attempts of conversation have proven unsuccessful. Senator, once more, your point? During the last two years while aboard your station, I requested, with the Senate's support, that a vessel be assigned to the station from the Star Empire to represent Romulan interest. I humbly ask the Senate as to the status of that official request.
12: Senator, I am certain you understand the nature of our current political situation. As such, an official request of this nature is weighed by the need. the Senate has previously tabled your request to a special committee. May I ask them,
13: Pro-Council, who the chairman of that committee is, that I may ask them directly of said status?
12: Very well. The floor requests the chair of this committee to stand and be heard.
14: Proconsul and honored members of the Senate, may I have the floor?
12: The floor recognizes
14: Senator Helios Tiperal, you may speak. Senator Treveran, being this is your first session in two years with us, you may not be aware of the fact that we have only three fleets securing the Core Worlds. The 4th and 5th Fleet is currently in contention with the Splinter Faction near Archenar. The entire 6th and 7th Fleet have allied with Donatra, and the 8th Fleet is currently close to the Klingon border, should the Klingon Empire decide to take this opportunity to mount an offensive against our territory.
13: Thank you, Senator. I do not wish to undermine the wisdom of the Senate or your committee. However, I can attest to having information regarding the Klingon Empire. The Senate must already know that the High Council isn't seriously taking
14: invasion into consideration. And who told you this, Senator Gibran? The High Council? Or was it the drunk, and now dead fool, the Klingons installed as ambassador to Cure Station?
13: Pro-Council, members of the Senate, I assure you that Advocate Duchu's information is sound.
14: You cannot expect us to believe that information coming from this adjunct is worth our time especially with our attempts to speak with the High Council, have failed. Furthermore, our sources within the Tao Shiar have informed us that the High Council only wishes to deal with the members of the Splinter faction. That surely shows you where their loyalties lie. Perhaps your two years away have blinded you to that. Be that as it may, I
13: must implore the Senate that one ship, even a small one, would go parsecs towards securing further trust and cooperation. The Federation is holding their hand out. We have already sent an ambassador, which I believe, Senator, is your own daughter. Excuse
15: me, how
12: dare you! Senator Tavaran, if the Federation's apathy toward our civil war were to change, then our apathy towards their desire for a Romulan ship might change as well. But for now, that does not seem to be the case.
11: Proconsul and members of the Senate, Point of order, I motion to close session.
5: Seconded. So carried.
8: Excuse me, Senator Triveron. Yes? I am to
1: deliver a message.
13: Hmm, that didn't
1: take long.
15: Chotla, what information do you have for me,
8: Lutal? Dojuk requested that I inform the High Council that he has accepted your
15: challenge. That Tosa? Why does he not know his place?
8: Maybe we can use this to our advantage. And what
15: makes you think that?
8: Not all of the High Council supported the Chancellor when he appointed Ovak to Cure Station, hoping that he would regain his former glory. Not all supported his desire to align with Donatra, and there are certainly those who believe we should attack the Romulans now. For this, each day your support grows. How many would the Chancellor lose when Dojuk's champion is beaten?
15: I was right when I picked you for this assignment. You are as ruthless as you are cunning.
16: Lord the captain of the Takah is here.
15: Send him in. Leave through the side door. Kapla. to roll Ah, it's my favorites, Captain. And how are you today? I'm good. I don't care how you are, you sniveling worm. How many more times will you disappoint me? But Lord... Enough! I didn't call you here to listen to any more of your excuses. I have decided to give you one last chance to redeem your honor. The Zhuk has accepted my challenge of the Council's ruling, and now I have to choose a Chadich, a champion to stand for House Duras. You will be that champion. Thank you, Lord. I will not fail you. Oh, I trust you won't, for you will not relish your fate if you do. Now go. Get out of my sight.
17: Enter. Good evening, Nulan. I hope I'm not interrupting anything. Not at all, Oriman. Please have a seat. May I get you something? Some Plomique tea would be nice. Thank you. Certainly. Computer? A pot of Plomique tea and two cups on a tray. I thought you found Vulcan tea bland. Since that morning in the ready room, I find myself drinking Plomique tea more often. It seems to have a calming effect. That is precisely why I drink it. I like the taste as well. So what brings you by? Just in the neighborhood and thought I would inquire about Dr. Flox's dissertation on faith-based religions and the effects on emotional psychosis that I recommend to you. By the way, I was meaning to ask you, I didn't understand your reaction the other morning in the ray room when Commander Reznov overheard me asking how your previous night went. Did I miss something? I have learned that Commander isn't as serious as others in certain circumstances. I believe, if he understood that I spent the evening viewing Dr. McCoy's introduction to intelligent aliens that you recommended, he would have... He would have made some derogatory remark. Correct. I have come to understand the commander better recently, and I find him very interesting. He appears to have little regard for rank, even though he is a lieutenant commander, and he has an almost carefree way about him. He never seems to take things seriously. Unless, of course, it involves engines or his ship as he likes to refer to it. What I find most puzzling is why the commander even joined Starfleet. I must agree, and I too find myself wondering why he joined. It appears that Captain Quinn may have had something to do with that. Interesting. Now, about Dr. Phlox's dissertation, I found it enjoyable
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Come. Hello, Jera. Do you have a moment? No, oh, certainly. Have a seat. Is everything all right? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Okay, girl. Out with it. Come on, what's going on? Well... I was in engineering this morning doing a level one diagnostic on the environmental support system when Lynn stopped to talk. Okay, go on. Well, he commented on how I looked in the dress you recommended. <gasps> what did he say? He said that I... looked great in it. Oh, well, obviously. Okay. So, what's the problem? Well, when I asked him to check the deuterium injector because I was getting a mixed reading, he just walked away. Wait, 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 he wait. skipped ahead. What did you say when he commented about how you looked in your dress? I said that it was just a dress. You- Oh, are you serious? What do you mean? I don't understand. Girl, you had a man tell you how great you looked in a dress and all you could say was, it's just a dress. What should I have done? Give him a kiss, a hug, a thank you for noticing. Damn, girl, no wonder he walked away. Don't you realize that he obviously likes you? Commander Reznov said the same thing. Wait, the commander was there as well? Well- He showed up just after Lynn walked away. And what did he say, exactly? He said that Lynn had the hots for me. Wow, I'm surprised he even noticed. Pardon me? Oh, never mind. Of course Lynn has the hots for you, girl. Question is now, what are you going to do about it? Uh, what do you mean? What do I mean? Oh, damn, girl. Okay, okay. How do you feel about him? I don't understand. I mean, do you have the hearts for him? I I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about it. Really? Then think about it. Well, I like him. I like being around him and spending time with him. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. You need to talk to him, and I suggest you do it soon. Well, what should I say? Maybe tell him how you feel, or ask him how he feels just just don't talk about diagnostic this or intermix that. okay, do you understand? I think so. Oh, finally, I should go. Is that a bonsai tree you're working on? uh yes, it's beautiful. Oh, oh, thanks. Where'd you get it um A friend gave it to me to take care of in my third year at the academy. Why do you still have it? It reminds me of her, and because she wanted me to keep it. I'm surprised that you would actually be interested in spending the time to shape it. And what do you mean by that? Well, no offense, but you don't strike me as someone with the patience to do that. I think that was the reason Sandra gave it to me. She said that I needed to find serenity and learn to focus. Does it help? Yes. Generally. How would I get one? Hold on. Computer, one bonsai pot with soil. Once this grows and is ready for shaping, I will teach you how to care for it. Thank you, Jera. Computer, place a call to Dr. Sandra Hardwick at the Daystrom Institute.
16: Computer, one plate of penne bolognese with extra parmesan and asparagus and one glass of pinot noir, gently chilled. Music. New Orleans jazz. Early 20th century.
13: Bridge Admiral Hebert.
16: (sighs) Admiral Hebert here.
13: You have a low-priority subspace message
18: coming in from Cure Station.
16: Thank you, Bridge. I'll take it here in my quarters.
18: Acknowledged. My apologies, Admiral. I hope I didn't catch you at a bad time.
16: Of course not, Stephen. How can I help you?
18: I wanted to see how your trip through the corridor is coming along.
16: It's been a while since I've been on your side of the Federation. And while I know the corridor is relatively safe, all things considered, I feel a little safer in a galaxy-class starship.
18: I remember that feeling well.
16: Do you miss it? Excuse me? Do you miss being in command of a starship?
18: It was much easier, though it didn't feel it at the time. How's Jonathan?
16: Captain Newcab is looking forward to seeing you again. He told me you owe him a game of squash.
18: He did? Well, tell him he can expect one if he has the heart to lose. It'll be good to see you too, April.
16: I was thinking the same thing, Stephen. Is everything ready for our arrival?
18: Many of our crew have never seen a Galaxy-class starship up close before. You're going to be a sight, for sure. But yes, we'll be ready for you.
16: What about the promotion ceremony?
18: Yes, um... About that.
16: What did you do?
18: About that bottle you requested. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll get it in time for that evening.
16: Stephen, you promised. Are you going back on your word?
18: Oh, come hell or high water, I will get you that bottle.
16: You'd better. Now, how is he doing?
18: He seems to have the respect of his crew. I've heard that many feel as if they're part of a family.
16: I'm not surprised. He isn't so much different than his father, is he?
18: So far, the only difference I've seen is their taste in coffee.
16: Ugh, that sludge Randy used to drink.
18: Ugh, don't remind me. He still does. So what's your ETA?
16: I've pressed Captain UCab into keeping us at warp eight, so we should be there in five days.
18: And I look forward to seeing you. Good night, April.
16: Good night, Stephen.
7: Good morning, T. Hey is everything all right what oh yeah everything's fine i'm sorry but that wasn't very convincing what is it what's on the pad my promotion and immediate transfer orders
2: You've been listening to Disenchanted, episode nine of Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan production. A Two Sober Dwarves Productions podcast, making magic for your ears. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Robert J. Harrower and Vincent J. Loria. It was audio engineered and edited by Robert J. Harrower, Vincent J. Loria, and Isaac Gooch. The voice talents for this episode are Craig Hustler, as Commander Mitchell Quinn. Robert J. Harrower as Lieutenant Commander Wilfred Hawthorne. Matthew James Lottie as Lieutenant Commander Nikolai Resnov, Gary Warnock as Lieutenant Commander Dulan Baldur. Jordan Pierce as Lieutenant Max. Mandy Kay as Lieutenant Junior Grade Tila Draw. Abigail Wall as Ensign Jara Shivari. Daniel Ward as Dr. Oramon Nen. Jade Loria as Nurse Loria. Hazel Newman as Ensign Yale Tour. Isaac Gooch. As Ensign Lin-Huai-Chang. Eloria Shaw as Ambassador Katara Tipperal, Joshua Peruse as Advocate Dujuk. Kevin Skark as Commodore Stephen Williamson. Tommy Estrada as Senator Helius Triparal, Robert Pepper as Pro-Consul Regan Packwood as Captain Jagal. Stephen Hyatt as Adjutant Latal. Kyle Dinellin as Senator Laurent Triveron. Nels Gross as the Dauntless Bridge Officer. Cass Adamek as the Romulan Messenger. Rihanna Gould as the Computer. Gary Roskell as Voice in the Shadows. Kevin Golden as Lord Tural. Zara Rajal as Romulan Senator. Elise Krawak as Rear Admiral April Hebert. Kmart as Nancy Cooper. And Victoria Peruse as the Klingon overcoms. Original music for this episode was provided by Nate Reynolds Welsh. Queen of the Night Aria. By Kenora the Klingon. Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan production, is based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. For more information about this episode, or to find us online, please visit us at 2 on Twitter, at 2sober and at Vigilance Track, and on Facebook, at facebook.com 2 productions. Star Trek and all related marks, logos and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated to Sobrador's Productions. The website, the promotion thereof and this fan audio drama are not endorsed by, sponsored by, nor affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures or any other Star Trek franchise and is a non-commercial fan-made audio production intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted. No alleged independent rights will be asserted against CBS or Paramount Pictures.